Hi, you're about to get smarter in just a few minutes with Curiosity Daily from Curiosity.com. I'm Cody Goff. And I'm Ashley Hamer. Today, you'll learn about why learning too much about your passion may make you less passionate about it and how researchers are using artificial intelligence to learn the rules of ancient board games. We'll also test your podcast knowledge with this month's Curiosity Challenge trivia game. Let's satisfy and challenge some curiosity. Have you ever met someone who is such an expert on their hobby that they hardly seem to enjoy it anymore? Well, you're not alone. A new study of passionate film buffs, beer drinkers, and wine lovers suggests that learning too much about your passion may actually make you less passionate about it. Luckily, there's also an easy fix. Researchers from the University of Massachusetts and Northwestern University started their study of people's passions by analyzing online reviews. They looked at 6 million observations made by more than 700,000 consumers about films on Rotten Tomatoes, beers on Beer Advocate, and wines on Cellar Tracker. To keep track of the emotions the reviewers expressed over time, they measured each review against a scored emotional lexicon— is basically a glossary of words like loved and distressing that experts have scored according to the kind and amount of emotion they express. Whether the hobbyists were reviewing beer or wine or films, they got less emotional with every review. As they learned more, tasted more, and watched more, they became numb to their passions. Next, the researchers asked different people to respond emotionally to photos— a random half of the participants started by taking a photography lesson. People who learned about photography and then said they used that new knowledge scored lower on the emotional scale than they had before they learned. The people who knew the most felt the least. That's weird, right? Gaining expertise is supposed to have so many benefits. Past studies have shown that experts are better at processing information, remembering facts, and sometimes even making decisions. But these researchers say that it's exactly those improvements that lead to emotional numbness. When people know more about a certain subject, they use that knowledge as they watch new movies or drink new beers and wines. And that's actually not that fun. But there is hope for hobbyists who want to get their verve back. In the experiments, all the participants had to do was focus on how they felt rather than on what they knew. When the participants were specifically told to focus on the feeling evoked by each photograph, the experts ended up having the same emotional response as the non-experts. So, if your hobbies don't spark the same joy as they once did, try to put your knowledge aside and tap into how it makes you feel. Expertise is a great thing, but enjoyment is too. It's time once again for the Curiosity Challenge. Every month, I call up a listener and I put them to the test by asking them questions about stories that we ran on Curiosity Daily in the previous month. For this Curiosity Challenge, I talked to Rob from Cedar Falls. If Rob from Cedar Falls sounds familiar, well, that's because we answered a listener question from just such a person a few weeks ago. It was the one about how much the earth weighed. But this is not the same Rob from Cedar Falls, which means that this Rob from Cedar Falls was really confused when he heard that episode. Have a listen. Yeah, that that was really one experience. I was like getting ready for the day. I listened to the podcast in the morning. And mm -hmm. when I heard Rob from Cedar Falls, I was like, me? <laughs> like, are <laughs> they talking to me? Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, cool. You want to do some trivia? Yeah, I'm I'm ready. I did some backlogging and uh, I went all the way back to March. So I might be, maybe I'm overprepared. I don't know. Nice. You're, you can teach a class in it now. <laughs> sure. Yeah. <laughs> well, perfect. So just to reiterate the rules, this will be three questions. They're all multiple choice and there's no winning or losing. You just, you know, get bragging rights. Sounds good. Cool. All right. So number one. Here is a verbatim quote from a recent episode. What do Shakespeare's sonnets, the Universal Declaration of Human Rights, Massive Attacks discography, and every article on Wikipedia have in common? What's the answer? A. They all contain typos. B. They all inspired the work of Bill Nye. Or C. They have all been stored in DNA. Uh, the answer is C. They've all been stored in DNA. That's right. Yes, they have all been stored in DNA. Can I tell you a story of how I remembered the, I forget the, the letters that the DNA uh, has. So A-T-C-G. Uh, mm -hmm. So I remembered it as Ashley taught Cody golf. <gasps> I love that. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in a science acronym. I love it. There you go. <laughs> Very cool. All right. Number two, this country has one of the most memorable postal code systems, probably because it was designed by a cognitive psychologist with that purpose in mind. What country is it? A, the United States, B, the United Kingdom, or C, Japan? It is B, the United Kingdom. That's right. Two for two. The United Kingdom had their postcodes designed by a psychologist. Yeah. Number three, last one. Here we go. We recently talked about a sea slug that can cut off its own head and grow a whole new body. Why do scientists think they do this? A, to escape predators. B, to get rid of parasites. Or C, to grow into the next larval stage. Oh, my gosh. Oh, I remember this story. I can't remember the specific reason why. I'm going to take a guess. Was B uh, escape parasites? Yes, B is to escape parasites, and you are correct. Yes. If their bodies have parasites in them, they just get rid of it, and they grow a new one. It takes like three weeks. All right. Yeah. Nice. You got 100% correct. Yay. Your, your cramming <laughs> was successful. <laughs> three for three. See what happens when you study, kids. How did you do? If you'd like to play next month, or if you have a question you'd like us to answer on the show, shoot us an email at curiosity at discovery.com or leave us a voicemail at 312-596-5208. Archaeologists have found the remains of a lot of ancient board games. What they haven't found are the remains of a lot of ancient rules. That's why a group of them have teamed up with game historians and software engineers in the quest to figure out how ancient games were played. And they're doing it with a little help from artificial intelligence. This sounds like an impossible task. Imagine giving future humans some Monopoly pieces and zero instructions and then asking them to play. Well, as it turns out, there is a science to it. Classic board games like chess and backgammon can be broken down into basic units called ludemes. Ludemes are the individual genes that make up a game's DNA. The number of players, the way the pieces move, how to win, that kind of stuff. 
Ludemes are useful because they let modern researchers create models of ancient games that they're trying to figure out. And this isn't a new concept. The term was first used in 1970. But researchers are excited about the new AI because it's going to speed things up. Until now, researchers had to guess how a game might have been played and then play by those rules over and over and over again to see if they worked. Now the AI can play tens of thousands of rounds of games with all sorts of ludemes. It won't give researchers the answer, but it'll help them decide which rules are probably the right ones. The coolest thing about this research is its ultimate goal, a global genealogy of games. See, people have played games for at least as long as civilization has existed. Ancient Egyptians loved Senate so much that King Tut was buried with four sets. The royal game of Ur was so important to the ancient Sumerians that its instructions were recorded in cuneiform, one of the first writing systems. Very early games spawned lineages that different communities adapted and remixed to suit their needs and tastes. Archaeological evidence shows that many games emerged in the Fertile Crescent and traveled along the Silk Road into Europe, in Asia, and beyond. Some of today's most popular games trace their roots back to the very beginning. We're talking classics like chess, backgammon, parcheesi, and snakes and ladders, which longtime listeners will remember was a precursor to shoots and ladders. This project will help us fill out those ancient family trees. And if this story captured you, I've got some even better news. The researchers have made a lot of these games freely available to anyone who wants to play. We'll put a link in the show notes. Check that out and you can get started. Game on. Hey, Ashley, let's preview what we're going to talk about next week. Well, all right. Next week, you'll learn about why mushrooms are more like humans than plants. Ooh. <laughs> the time people were worried that astronaut farts were a fire hazard. How emotions affect online reviews, the birthday paradox, whether your tongue is the strongest muscle in your body, and more. Okay, so now let's recap what we learned today. Starting with the fact that learning too much about your passion might make you less passionate about it. Womp womp. If you feel like this might be happening to you, then try to focus on how things make you feel more than what you know about it. Knowledge is power, but sometimes it's okay to just sit back and enjoy your experience. As someone who went to music school for jazz, this hits really close to home. I feel like that passion can be squelched even more when you're around a whole lot of other people who have a lot of knowledge about the thing. So then they're suggesting that you enjoying a thing is wrong because that thing isn't like, you know, quote unquote, good to them and doesn't have the right mix of whatever specific qualities that they think makes a good thing. So sometimes it's really nice to just get away from the know-it-alls and not judge yourself for the things that you're enjoying and just just tap into how you feel about them. I love that advice. And we learned that the Digital Ludium Project is using artificial intelligence to learn the rules of ancient board games. Ludemes are like game memes. It's like the Latin for to play plus meme is ludeme. And those include things like how pieces move, win conditions, the number of players, basically all the components of a game. And you can actually play some of them at ludi.games. That's L-U-D-I-I dot games. We'll link to it in the show notes. Also, I need to mention writer Grant Curran recommended to me and through me to you, Cody, 
that we download an app of the game of Ur because he says he doesn't even play games that much, but he started playing that and he really, really enjoyed it. Oh, nice. Yeah. Play an ancient game on your smartphone. Imagine that. That sounds great. I'm down. I know we mentioned Monopoly as an example, but I'm I'm just picturing researchers trying to break down the rules of Gloomhaven. Have you heard of this game? No. There's more than 400 tokens and tiles, more than 1,500 cards. Ugh. The box weighs nearly 10 kilograms or about 22 pounds. And that's before the real wood organizer that I got for the tokens. Oh, you own this thing. Oh, I own this thing. I've been playing with my wife uh, weekly for months. Actually, she got it for me for Christmas. It's It was one of the ways we passed the time in the pandemic. I recommend it. It won Game of the Year by, like, everyone when it came All out. All right. I started out, like, rolling my eyes hard. <laughs> and then when you said that you play it with your wife every week, I was like, all right, that's actually really sweet. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. And as you know, she's not, or as you may know, she's not a gamer, like, at all. So, right. yeah. No, we're we're into it. We, we may or may not have dressed up. <laughs> I love it. As our characters. <laughs> Aww. Look, when you're stuck together as long as everyone has been, you got to get creative. That's right. Today's writers were Kelsey Donk and Grant Curran. Our managing editor is Ashley Hamer, who is also an audio editor on today's episode. Our producer and lead audio editor is Cody Goff. Have a nice, relaxing weekend by playing board games. Then join us again Monday to learn something new in just a few minutes. And until then, stay curious. Stay curious.